friends. All right, pop quiz. Just kidding. I'm not going to do that to you. When you hear that, though, that you're going to be quizzed on something, what is like the first thing your brain goes to? Uh-oh, uh-uh. Or did it go down the path of, oh, good, a pop quiz. Let's see if I get the answer right. Um, so we got, I guess a little pop quiz could be, how many times has Becky, fill in the blank, traveled the world? Uh, that's a true false, right? Has Becky gone to more than 20 countries? Do you think that's A, true, or B, false? Writing test questions is one of those things that you really need to actually take a little bit of time to learn to become really proficient and good at it. The question I just asked, true or false, I've traveled to 20 countries. The answer is, dun, 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 A, true. 50% of you just got that question right and 50% of you just got it wrong because it was a guess. First of all, you haven't learned the information and an A, B, true, false, two options, everybody has a 50-50 chance of getting it right. You have absolutely learned nothing about anything if you do just A, B, true, false type questions. I don't know which of my participants were guessing and which actually knew the answer. So really think twice before you use just a two answer, yes, no, true, false type question. Um, another thing that creative training techniques, one of the things that we teach is death by matching or not matching. Have you ever been in a class where it is like constant matching? Matching tests can create a ton of anxiety in test takers. And what do we mean by matching? It's uh, on the left-hand column, maybe there's like a one to 20. And then on the right, there's phrases that, that correlate one to 20 or A through Z. You get the idea and you have to match the two together. This is actually, yeah, the anxiety level goes through the roof. And so that's why we definitely don't want to be focused on only matching. I would say if you're going to do a matching portion of your assessment, make it short. Maybe 10 questions or 10 starter sentences and finishing sentence, whatever it might be, um, term and definition, 10 or less. The other thing to consider are mercilessly, like super unfair questions. Um, let's give you an example. How much money does Becky spend on dinner when she eats out each night? $28, $28.20, $28.50, $28.51. Okay, like that's just super unfair. Obviously, she's spending about 28 bucks on dinner. Obviously, you haven't learned this, but it's another not fair type question. When you write a question and it has dates, times, numbers within it, you want to make sure that you're just considering a little more breadth between the answer. So if I ask something about long-term memory, I'll, you know, what does it take in order for it to become a long-term memory? The answer might be that it's six hours or eight hours overnight 24 hours. And the real answer is you need sleep. Sleep is what helps us put ideas, concepts, thoughts into our long-term memory. So the answer truly isn't maybe just necessarily a number. If you only get four hours of sleep, that could be correct as well as 24 hours of sleep. So it just, it's one of those unfair questions where for me, my truth is different than perhaps your truth. So making sure that we avoid that.
Another thing to consider when you're writing assessment questions is if you're going to do numbers, like the $20.40 answer, make sure that it's an A, B, C, D for the answer. Because if you put one and then the 28.40 cents, whatever, it's hard for our brains to be like, oh, number one, number two, uh, it's all numbers, numbers, numbers. So make it an A, B, C, D multiple choice when you're using numbers. The same would be true for letters. If it's an ABCD type, you want to use the number one, two, three, or four. I would love for you to join. We have a great three-hour crash course on assessment questions. There's so much more to be had in this world of assessment questions. This is just like a snapshot compared to what there is. Uh, I will give you one last tip. 90% of the time, the answer is C. Okay, I just made up that statistic. But B and C are the most commonly used answers. So if all else fails and you're about to take a quiz tomorrow or write a test, make the answer A or D. Or if you're guessing and taking the quiz yourself, I would say go for B or C because you're more likely to actually get it right. All right. Well, this is Becky Pike Booth with the Bob Pike Group. Thank you for listening in on a few tips around assessment questions. <laughs>